<laughs> Donnie is a super guy. He's got a great sense of humor, and we, well, I'm, we I'm get a, along really good. I'm an ordained minister. Yeah. So I get, we can get this deal done today if you guys want to. I don't know. We got a good thing going on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> well, Teresa, actually, the, what the story is, Donnie, she found out I was an ordained minister and then I'm a giant guy. She's like, I need you to come bury us. Is what she <laughs> well, said. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> See my ring you got me? <laughs> said, hey, look, look at that. That made it out of the copper. Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, this is Big Chief from the Bourbon Road, and I'm coming to you from Beattyville, Kentucky. And I'm out here with a Beattyville Moonshiners, Donnie and Teresa. Guys, thanks for having me on today. Um, thanks for uh, inviting us out here to your steel site and um, having a great time. You guys were on a couple seasons from uh, Moonshiners off Discovery Channel. I think what, what season was it, Donnie? Uh, season eight. Season and, eight. And we filmed another season that haven't shown yet. All right. Now, how did you guys get roped into that, Teresa? Well, Donnie got a phone call one day. Mm-hmm. A friend of a friend had recommended us. They were looking for a couple to be on the show. And a friend of a friend recommended us, and they called Donnie up and said, we're from New York, producers of the Moonshiner Show, and we'd like for you to consider being on our show. Could we come see you sometime? Yeah, and I said, yeah, right. <laughs> I thought Donnie, somebody was joking with us. Yeah, Donnie seriously thought it was a joke. But um, we did a few Skype interviews and sent in some pictures, and they actually came from New York and came here to the cabin and spent some time with us and like what they saw and said it was a real pretty place and we signed a contract and the rest is history away you went right so they they said they wanted what some centers on um the show or couple a couple <laughs> <laughs> well it probably would match both descriptions i suppose <laughs> so you, your boyfriend and girlfriend um, you, you're from here, though. You you grew up here. You're, this is your home, though. And I, I tell everybody, um, just so all of our listeners know, I'm sitting in their steel site. I don't even know how many steels are in here in this this room. I'd say three to four, and I see tons of sugar, um, and I see tons of grain. So, and jugs of white stuff are clear liquid. So I'm I'm hoping it's moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> For all those doubters out there, this is is the real deal, McCoy. Though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, the Bourbon Road, we take like to take some side roads, as we call them. And how can you not have a side road for moonshine? Uh, as the Scotch Irish would have uh, been the first people here to make whiskey, making it just the way you're making it for uh, personal consumption. Right. right, right. Is that your heritage? Is uh, Scotch Irish? Yeah, I'm 47 percent Irish and 22 percent Scotch. Oh, wow, you so you you just from over there in the potato land. <laughs> Got it even, honest. I don't even know if I can say that or not. <laughs> we call them taters around here. <laughs> taters. And what about you, Teresa? What's your heritage? I don't even know. Now, so you guys were dating. Now, how how long have you been making moonshine? I've been making it for. Lord, 25 years or longer, I guess. 25 years. Yeah. And uh, how did you, how'd you get into that? My my grandpa, that's how he raised his family was by making whiskey. Really? Yeah. But he never would show me 
anything. He always told me there wasn't no good in it. I didn't need to know. Uh, but, you know, that made me mad, you know, when he told me that. But I got to thinking about it later on. If some, What's the best way to get somebody to do something is tell them they can't or not to do it. Yeah, if you're a parent out there, you definitely know what Donnie's talking yeah, about. If yeah. you tell your kids they can't date somebody, they're going to try to date them, right? Absolutely. But, but so. I can remember he would have us shelling corn all day long and grinding it. And I thought it was for the chickens, but chickens can't eat that much corn. <laughs> <laughs> He's having us do all the work. <laughs> Well, that's free labor right there. That's, that's right. Now, what about you, Teresa? Did you grow up in a family that somebody made some moonshine? I had a great uncle that made moonshine. His steel site was behind where my parents still live today. Really? Yeah, we saw the well a few years ago and found some piping that he had used to pipe water down to the steel site. And it's still there at this time. Now, I never made moonshine. I never even helped Donnie really make moonshine until we filmed for the show. Really? And... On the show, he was my teacher. He was needing a new partner, and he I wanted to learn, of course, more about something that he had a big interest in, so he became my teacher and was going to teach me how to make it. And now you're the master distiller. I wouldn't call myself that. <laughs> I'm the master uh, learner, maybe. Master learner. There's still so much to learn. I mean, there's, you can learn something new every time you run it. You so know? I, I, bet, I bet that's true. So... People see you on a show, they see you carrying this steel down a cliff face. Um, she's got cowboy boots on. You got this thing strapped to your back and um, you're carrying glass jugs down there and it's just all kinds of craziness. But that's that's not really the truth. That's not where you make shine at, right? We made it there for about a year. A year. But it it's not it doesn't seem feasible. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well... So we're going to get down to the skinny of that, but <laughs> you guys poured some moonshine for me out of this. I think that thing's a gallon. That's the biggest gallon jug I've ever seen before in my life. <laughs> things are like a gallon and a half. Um, now, where do you get these jugs from? Uh, those are came from Lexington. From Lexington? Yeah, from the liquor barn. From liquor barn sells those, huh? Mm-hmm. Where they have wine in them? No, they come clear just like that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I say let's let's taste this. I'm gonna nose it. We'll taste it a little bit. We'll see how how you're running. How old is this? It's two days old. It's aged <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is old vintage, yeah. vintage whiskey. Yeah, right this here. is old. Now I'm gonna tell everybody while you're listening to me. Uh, Teresa here. She I already poured her some. I guess I didn't pour her enough. Man, she done filled that glass right up. Yeah, she'll be um, naked after a while on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> now, they got us the biggest gallon jugs in the world here. I, I don't even know if that thing's a gallon or not. It's got to be a gallon and a half. But uh, they must have looked at my hands and said, let's find this man the, uh, <laughs> the smallest mason jar alive. It's right here. Um, I can conceal. This is for concealment, right? You're right. Can you see it? No, I can't see it. <laughs> Good job. Well, let's, let's nose this. I can smell that sweet corn on there. Now, where's this corn coming from? This is actually rye. Rye. This is 100% rye? No, well, it's got some other stuff in it. You won't tell me though, right? Mm-hmm. No corn? No corn. It's got to be some malted barley. Yes. Yeah. So you got rye and malted barley. So this is mm-hmm. a rye whiskey. A little bit of caramel. There's a couple other things. That'll make your uh, nose hairs tingle a little bit, <laughs> but not a bad, not what you would think. You're going to get that bad, like an Everclear smell. It just kills you. No. It smells sweet. Right. Um, it is sweet. And I'm sure since it's rye, it, it's a little sticky, isn't it? It's not bad. It's just, you just have to try it there. Well, I'm talking about when you're cooking the <laughs> mash down and stuff, yeah. um, you got to clean your steel out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what kind of yeast do you use? That's an ancient secret, too. Good Lord. No. <laughs> I've been, lately, I've been using, a, it's called a professional distiller's yeast. Okay. Now, it will not make as much as some of the other yeast, but it's but it's a better taste and smoother whiskey. I get all those sweet notes on this. I, I, I don't know where that sweetness is coming from, depending yeah. on how much sugar, you, I guess, you put into it. Yeah. Um, how long do you let it ferment for? Well, it depends on the weather, but normally it takes a week. 
uh, I've seen it take two or three weeks, but I've seen it work off in two or three days also. Now, we're down here in the National Boone uh, Forest, yep. right? Yeah, Boone National Forest, and it, dead center. We're up, it's up in the hills because I got I drive a GMC pickup and it that that red truck, it was it's struggling a little bit coming up the hill. I was like, yeah. this is, we're getting up in here in the yeah. cliffs. It's uphill both ways. Yeah. It, well, it is. I'm going to have to go back up the hill to get back home. Because I was driving down from uh, Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, you get off the interstate there. Mm. And at first, I was like, man, this is kind of flat. Where's, where's he talking about? There's no hills here. And then you yeah. get to the get to the Kentucky River and cross it. Right. Um, and then you're like, okay, there's some – there's some serious hills here, the hills of Kentucky, I guess, mm-hmm. the start of the Appalachian Mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I can see some moonshiners being back in here. And then my wife is like, no wonder they're back in here. Ain't no cops coming back in here. Those <laughs> 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 are some billy goats, yeah. riding billy goats, right? <laughs> so, well, let's taste this. Yeah, see what you think. That's actually not bad at all. That's real smooth. Um Smoother, a lot smoother than I thought it was. So we were talking before. So you coming off the steel at about 170, mm-hmm. which would be hazmat if you shipped it, right? Right, right. That's dangerous. But you proof it down. Yeah, we, we temper it down to temper 100 proof. Down 100 proof. And this, you, you think this is 100 proof. Yeah, it's 100 proof. Okay. That, it's not drinking hot. I get a slight Kentucky hug. I thought it would burn all the way down, no, but it's not at it all. Don't. I could see drinking this. And my wife says it's good too. That, that's uh, a <laughs> that's high praise right there. Yeah, because uh, he's not a whiskey drinker. Now, Teresa, you said you would rather drink the flavored moonshine. We're going to drink on the sec- second half. Um, but what about this? Have you drank a lot of this in your life? I haven't. I like to taste it because I like to taste you know products that people make. So of course, when we go to festivals and visit our friends and other people who make moonshine, they'll want you to try their products. So I don't care to taste test. But as far as sitting and sipping on it, nah, just like to taste it, see how it turned out. Well, the second sip of this was actually really, really sweet. Um, I was trying to think of almost like a taffy to me, yeah. a saltwater taffy. I don't know the flavor I'm getting out of that, but just a sweet taffy without any flavoring on it um, is what I'm getting from it, that sugar. It tastes almost like juicy fruit when it's coming off the steel at, at the beginning. I could get that. This is a... Excellent whiskey. I, man, you need to be making some more of this. Mm-hmm. I might drive all the way back up here and get some. It's <laughs> a haul from haul from Shelbyville, but it'd be worth it to me um, just to come see you fine folks. Wow, man, that's good. So let's talk about your steel. How big is that steel and how much can you get off of it? Well, the one behind me here is 50 gallon, and it, it'll average six gallons before you temper it. You'll wind up about eight gallons. And let's talk about that whole process. How long does that whole process take you to go ahead and take me from the beginning to the end? Well, once you mix your mash up, um, it takes, you know, normally a week, six or seven days for, for it to ferment, to work off. And then once you put it in the steel, it takes about six hours to run it. And then you get six gallons and from that. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what's a what's a gallon of that whiskey go for? Can you tell me? It, it depends on who it is and... If it's around here or if it's somebody from out of town. What's out of towner? Uh, it's $80. $80 for a gallon of that. Mm-hmm. So $80 a gallon. How many uh, regular whiskey, 750 jars, will that fill up? Yeah, probably about five, I would say. So five of those. Be right at it. Because a quart is more than a 750 milliliters. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at about... 20 bucks yeah somewhere around in there for a bottle of that mm-hmm. man that's a good price right there that's yeah some, i know it. it's way too cheap some good sipping whiskey but there's so many people that makes it <laughs> not down in louisville there's not <laughs> so we're just a stone's throw from the headwaters of the kentucky river right yeah it, it officially begins here in lee county all the forts come together in town the north fork south fork and middle fork and then um so you get down on the Kentucky River, and there's a lot of whiskey that's went down that river. And oh, yeah. Some say this is the beginnings of bourbon, really. Um, and I don't – that's why I wanted to have you guys on so bad, our, taking our side road on the bourbon road, uh, because I 
I think you got to pay homage to moonshiners and that craft of actually making it. And it doesn't get no more truer than this right here. Getting to drink something like this is, man, um, I might need to take some of that back with me for my uh, co-host because he, right. yeah. he's the high rye guy. I'm a weeded whiskey guy, weeded bourbon guy. I pride myself on this. But this is super smooth. Jim, if you're listening right now, man, you missed out on this trip right here. <laughs> I will send him some. <laughs> <laughs> so, Teresa, what did you think about all this whenever you – how long you Donnie been dating? Well, Donnie and I have known each other since we were in grade school. Um but we reconnected at our 25th high school reunion. Did he and have that same beard in middle school? No. <laughs> I can show you some pictures. He looked a lot different then. Uh, all clean cut. And, you know, he got a little rough around the edges as he got older. But. That was the first boy to kiss her, supposedly. <laughs> we've, uh, we've been through that story before, supposedly. Yeah, it's all true. Um, ladies love outlaws, I guess. You know, but we reconnected at our 25th high school class reunion and started dating again a few years ago. And, you know, here we are. All downhill after that. All down uphill, really, to get here. <laughs> I mean, she's got to come uphill every time. <laughs> Donnie is a super guy. He's got a great sense of humor and we, well, I'm, we I'm get a, along really good. I'm an ordained minister. Yeah. So I get, we can get this deal done today if you guys want to. I don't know. We got a good thing going on. I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> well, Teresa, actually, the, what the story is, Donnie, she found out I was an ordained minister and then I'm a giant guy. And she's like, I need you to come bury us. This is what she <laughs> said. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> See my ring he got me? He said, Can you? Look at that. That made it out of copper. <laughs> so you, you do have some, uh, just a plethora of copper laying around. So in the wintertime, you told me when it slows down, you you make a couple other steals for some people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful work, I think. Uh, I always talk about people's steals. And um, we got a good friend that works at Vendome. And she, she is actually the purchasing agent for all the copper that, most distilleries used today is Vendome. Probably ninety percent of the steels in America come out of that Vendome here in Louisville, Kentucky. But man, you're you're making some pretty nice stuff here. You know what you do. It looks like. Yeah, I make the old style pot steels. Yeah, makes better whiskey. Makes better whiskey. Mm-hmm. Now you do have a, a somewhat of a, a gooseneck that comes off of there, swan's neck, right? Yeah, it's arms. What it's, what it's you called? You call it an arm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, do you help him do that, Teresa? Uh, any of this, any of this work here? I'll hit the clamp every once in a while and polish him. I do shine him up. You shine him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it seems like you wouldn't be want to making a bunch of steals for your competitors, though. Uh, they go all over the world. Now, if you if you look at um, moonshiners, right, um, and they try to portray it as. Um, each one of those guys has a territory, I guess. Do you feel like you have a territory here for, for your shine? No. Or do you even call it shine? Do you call it whiskey? I call it bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's whiskey. It's yeah. not vodka. It's not no, tequila. No. no, it's whiskey. Yeah. It's the purest, purest form of whiskey and stuff. It's just not aged. Right. Now, I didn't see any barrels in here. Have you tried to, to make any aged whiskey? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had a barrel I filled up and... Uh, it disappeared. I don't know who got it. Somebody. <laughs> really? So, yeah. I don't know if my brother drank it or where it went to, but something happened to it. Was it a small barrel? It was or? a small one. Yeah. But uh, we we got plans on uh, on doing that. In the future. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that on the second half. Yeah. About um, your future plans, and, and we'll get into that. This I noticed you got some, uh, I'm guessing this is flavored yeah. yeah it's all fruit it's got uh, like six or seven different types of fruit in it well, good lord i love some fruit punch so we can we can try i got the biggest sweet tooth there is um that's a bad me thing too. for a guy yeah, my size too. but um there's nothing wrong with that right there um that's why i haven't got covid yet <laughs> yeah. well i think there's a lot of truth of that they say it gets in your throat and stays there for like four days before it goes down and the whiskey will kill that yeah that could be true i don't know Seeing what my wife said about that. <laughs> she actually had COVID, so she yeah. uh, she's not drinking enough. Yeah, probably not. 
<laughs> Probably not. So we're up here in Beattyville, Kentucky. Um, now, how often do you guys get around, um, you know, get to visit other moonshiners or other distilleries? Well, all the moonshiners get together twice a year in North Carolina, in Maggie Valley. Um, and late February, they have a winter jam. And then in the summer, they have the summer jam. And all of them, all the real moonshiners will be there, and all the fake moonshiners will be there. All the fake ones. Yeah. Trying to learn from the real ones. <laughs> now, did you, had, who would you say the most famous moonshiner is? Well, probably without a doubt, it's popcorn because he was the first one to come out with those DVDs and things. But you were talking about some other people that you knew that, like Junior Johnson, the NASCAR racer, yeah. running oh, shine yeah. back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess when I was growing up, I, I thought of those guys as moonshiners. Um, right, right. I kind of grew up in the Ozark Mountains a little bit with my grandparents and stuff, and um, I thought of moonshiners that way. And I always wondered if my grandfather was sneaking a little hooch or something. Um, I'm not sure if he was or not. Never seen him drink before, but maybe he was. Right. He didn't. He only had one eye, so you couldn't tell if it was. <laughs> you couldn't tell what was going on there. Um, <laughs> so, but neither one of you turned blind yet, so that tells me that something's. You're doing something right, right? Right. So we were talking about for how much do you have to everybody everybody knows what the heads and the tails are. Right. Those are poisonous. Right, right. Do you have to get rid of those? Oh yeah, it'll make you go blind for sure. If you drink it's methanol that actually comes off first. Now have you ever gotten sick from your own stuff? No. Never. Clear moonshine will not make you sick. So what do the tails look like? Are they well you can you'll smell the tails and you can see it see them. It'll start when it starts running in, you can see it just Mixing with the rest of it. Now, if you shook this, could you tell me about the bubbles in it? With it? if I just took some something in, in a I, bottle, I can normally guess it pretty close. Really? Yeah. Even at, what if you went into a whiskey store yeah. or a liquor store and you shook it? Could you tell me what the proof is? Yeah, as long as it's not flavored, I can. In the second half, or I'm going to test you on it because okay. I got two bourbon bottles out in my pickup, and I want okay. <laughs> I want to see the <laughs> proof to the pudding. Yeah. I won't tell you what the proof on them are, but okay. uh, they're two different two different bourbons and stuff. And uh, yeah. So coming back, everybody, um, we'll we'll hear what Donnie and Teresa have to say about the future of their uh, operation here is. And uh, we'll taste some of their flavored moonshine and we'll, we'll get back to some laughs. Well, you know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware. And Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like Premium Bar Products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses, anything from a company logo to a personal statement, and there are no minimum orders. Their direct consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking of whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles and all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar, to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family and they'll take care of you with every order. All right, listeners, we are back, and we're here in Beattyville, Kentucky, and I'm with the Beattyville Hillbillies. Um, is that a term of endearment for you? It is. Um, I think we wanted – Donnie always watched the ba- the Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. so he liked that show. Um, and, you know, we wanted to associate whatever we decided to brand ourselves with. We wanted to make sure it kind of was associated with where we're from. And, of course, we're from Beattyville. And – 
give our little town a little exposure. We hope some positive exposure, not all negative. Sure. You know? So call ourselves debatable hillbillies, and not all hillbillies are bad. You know, they're pretty resilient and best people in the world. Exactly. So just down home, good people. Exactly. Probably some of the best cooking you can cook too. I, I think, you know, down home people, when I think of fried chicken and oh, yeah. some good gravy and some mashed taters. Yeah. Some people get a little sensitive about the whole hillbilly image because a lot of times the pictures you see are people with no teeth and barefoot and 12 toes or whatever. But, but you I know, love it. Yeah. You know, they're. You got 12 toes? No. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they're survival. You know, they can. Make do with what they have and the be- make the best of what they have and live off the land and creative and resilient, like I said. So hillbillies are good people. And There's some lady talented people around here that can play music, make things with their hands. It's just amazing. It's starting yeah. to, that stuff's kind of becoming a lost art, right. I, I believe, and, um, in America. It's so fast-paced, and they, they want it now, right? Right. Everybody yeah. wants something now, but... You really can't just have everything right now. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes stuff does take time and art takes beauty. And I think um, whenever you make a steal, there, there's beauty in that to me. That That's true craftsmanship, true art artistry. Um, it just doesn't happen overnight. How long does it, let's say, a 50-gallon steal, how long does that take you? It, it'll take me and Brad probably six or seven days to make one. Seven days. Yeah. With a lot of copper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell you. But we do it there, all by hand. We don't have no fancy tools or anything. And then you make trees come in here. Yeah, somebody's got to polish them up. Polish them up. Shine away. Shine away. <laughs> so <laughs> do you sip on moonshine while you do that? Yeah, sometimes, you know, just to make it a little fun. <laughs> Dance around the steels, you know, shower blessings upon it. And is that how is that how Donnie got those 12 toes? And, well, you see what was happening here was uh, I drink a little moonshine and just another toe popped out. <laughs> nah, I, I – I, Thank you. That's a term of endearment, you know, and uh, when you earn that and people do live up here. Uh, They're they, true hillbillies. I mean, yeah. They really are. Huh? And when I want to make fun of somebody, I call them a hill jack. Yeah. That, that's uh, <laughs> I call we have somebody, a friend with that name? <laughs> yeah, we do. If I call somebody a hill jack, you, something's wrong with him. He probably. lives in Lexington. Hi, <laughs> hill jack. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the second half here, we drank. You're straight up just moonshine, proof down to 100 proof, right? Yeah, two days What are we aged. drinking in this two days old, <laughs> just a baby whiskey? Um, what's What are we drinking in the second half? Uh, I think she made some all fruit. It's got six well, or seven different fruits heck, in it. Well, heck, what kind of fruits are in here? It's a secret. He's not going to let me tell. <laughs> Lips are sealed. Well, heck, I'm going to pick them out of here if I can get this mason jar open. Yeah, it's sealed. Lord. That's something that we do that no, I've never seen nobody else done. Do we put it in there while it's still boiling, and it cans it, it seals it. Really? So it preserve it. I've never seen anybody Does else. Does whiskey do that. need to be preserved? Well, if you use real fruit, it will go bad or can go bad. And you're using real fruit. You're not using additives or anything. Um, so you chunk all that up. Now, what gives us this color? Do you pour? The, the shine fruit, over the, the fruit, yeah, and let it set for how long? No, we 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 she recooks it on the stove and adds it to it. Okay, that's there. Oh, you cook that fruit down, yeah, and put it in here. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I can't wait to taste this. You you gonna drink some of this? Yeah, you don't like me, it? Give me some. Give me some. He said, "Give me a drink." <laughs> <laughs> There's your two. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I say cheers to you guys and thanks that, for inviting us up here. Yeah, glad you came. I get the fruity nose on there for sure. Almost like a fruit Kool Aid uh, that my mama didn't have enough sugar for. I've seen people come up here and drink this and they just keep drinking it. And the next thing you know, they're passed dead out. Yeah. I, now, what's the proof on this? It's only about 45 proof. 45 proof. Yeah. yeah. This well, that, here is that's not bad. No, no. You can you can drink this easy. This is flavored white claw then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can actually sit very easily on this and but it it's will a nice sipping. Knock you dead out. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. That is, uh, I'd say, fruit punchy. Um, definitely ch- cherries in there. It's not our favorite one, no? but we were just the only thing we had left. Some hog hog plums in there. <laughs> no. You guys know what a hog plum is? I don't know what a hog plum is, but I don't think there's any in there. That's a that's a wild plum that grows down in uh, in Texas. Yeah, uh, you find them on roadsides and stuff. So usually you got to know where that hog plum tree is and stuff. But yeah. my mama used to make us go pick those and mulberries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Straight up country folk right there. Yeah, uh, wild grapes. Um, but. Heck, this is pretty good. I this gets you in trouble. I'm I'm gonna have to take some of this home with us and see if I can get my na- wife naked on the roof. With me. Yeah, it'll work. <laughs> I'm really not a heavy drinker, but now we had some neighbors up a couple months ago, and we popped the top on one of those jars, and we drank one, and it tasted so good. We decided we'd open another, and you know, we drank a couple quarts before the night was over, and I don't remember exactly. What happened the you rest don't of the night? remember the whole next week? No, it took me a few days to recover, and I swore off drinking after that. I said, I'll never drink again. Yeah, we've all had stories like that. I don't, I don't know. I'm too old for that now, though. Yeah, because it, it takes some time to recover, right? Um, definitely. So whatever you are, you know, you see people on a show, um, and they're making their shine, and they're some of them are drinking a lot. And I can't imagine that's the safest thing to do. No, um, you never want to be drinking while you're running the steel. Yeah. So there's so many things that can happen and go wrong. That that right there just doesn't make sense to me. Some of the no. safety stuff on there that it seems it is a like to me it's just a big bomb you're making. Right. Especially you got open flame and if you get a leak, you gotta be really careful. You could blow yourself up. Mm-hmm. Would anybody hear that explosion up here though? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so you, we're talking about your steals. Our stuff. closest neighbor is probably a mile away. I guess a mile away. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you, we're driving up there. There's not a lot of houses or anything like that. You can you, go this way. There's no neighbors for ten miles from. You're telling me like turn turn left here at the Y and take a take a ride at the Blue Gate and drive a mile <laughs> down that deal, and I'll, I'll be down there by the steel. If you hear banjos, you run down the wrong road. <laughs> Let him tell you the story of when he was in school, and they asked him where he lived. What'd you tell him? Oh, uh, we moved to Lexington one time for about a half a year, and you talk about fish being out of water. You know, I just didn't fit in at all. But I never forget. Went to school that day, and the teacher she introduced me to the class, and I had to tell him my name, and they asked me where I lived at. Well, instead of telling them the address and everything, how to get there, I, t- I told them how to, how to actually get there. I told them, I said, <laughs> I said, you go over yonder past Food Town, go across that big road right there, go down there to the first road to the left, and it's the last house on the left. <laughs> Well, that's some way to tell directions right there. Over they yonder. Over they yonder. was all laughing yeah. at me. I didn't know what the hell they was laughing at. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Some some people just don't know uh, common sense. You, know, you got to have some common sense for those directions, right? Yeah. I, I got I got here because I, I showed my wife the text and I said, hey, re- read these off right here for me. And we sure enough, we found it, didn't we? Yeah. Had to back up about 10 feet. Yeah, most people get lost. Not this big boy right here. Good job. Um, if there's water nearby, I'm going to find my way. <laughs> if I'd have known you were right this close to the Kentucky River, I'd probably just swam up it. Why, yeah, you could have. Yeah. Well, we've actually gotten calls uh, for up here um, in my office. We get the state of Kentucky sends out these search and rescue messages. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my bosses, he's new there, and he he doesn't – I won't say he doesn't know what he's doing, but he he said, uh, you need to call Beattyville, Kentucky – the county there and see if they need any help because somebody had fell fallen in the river and i said hey uh, uh i don't think we can get no coast guard boats all the way up there i don't know what we can do we, we couldn't get our radio towers wouldn't reach up here either i was like they're yeah. kind of up there in them foothills there's uh, a guy missing right now in the river i bet that's who he's talking about is that a recent call that you got no nah, that was about a year and a half ago that guy's gone and he's working out in california now so oh, okay. yeah but yeah. we do get calls for up here and, this guy um, was just last week yeah they're doing search and rescue for him they were on the river yesterday yeah, christmas day river's he, a bad thing yeah oh yeah he went he's missing a, christmas day i say yeah. that if you go inside a river um one of the big rivers possibility you're not coming out of that thing so right don't drink too much shine we That's had a, a, in life. a party here what <laughs> two months ago it was when we were filming for that documentary yeah it's been about two months ago and there's a guy that fell off this cliff back up behind us here 
and nobody could get to him. And of course, everybody kept saying, call 911. And, but I went up there and talked to him and he wasn't hurt. So I said, no, we'll wait. And I know a guy, a rock climber. And we called him and he come and climbed up there and had to repel him down. But he wasn't hurt that bad? No, he wasn't hurt at all. Hmm. Seems like those things happen every but, time we but have if a he'd party. Been three feet to the right or three feet to the left, he'd been dead. That's the truth. I don't think I've ever had a party where somebody's climbed up a well, cliff and fell off. <laughs> well, everybody here was drunk. That's why I didn't want to call 911. <laughs> True story. That's not a, that's not a crime, is it? <laughs> and uh, the fellow that fell off the cliff, I think he probably been drinking too and maybe doing a few other things. Yeah. I didn't even know the guy. We had just a, over here visiting. Yeah. What? He was came it? in and won the guy singing here. Was it last year that we had the party and the, the, the guy the passed out? Yeah. Yeah. They've been two or three people. We've got some Indian carvings up here on the cliff. Really? And they've been two or three people go up to that and pass dead out right there. Huh. I don't know why. Don't make any sense. Had too much of that shine. I don't know. <laughs> are you are you letting them drink the hundred proof or just straight up one seventy? <laughs> I don't know what they're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, so, everybody uh, survived our parties, yeah. but we've had a few people get sick and some strange things happen. Yeah, we had a guy that was here from Tennessee just fell over. I thought he died. He died? Oh, well, I thought he did. He, he just, his eyes rolled back in his head. And I mean, I've never seen anything like that. And, well, I wonder why. And then we finally, <laughs> finally got him up, and, and he didn't know what happened. And he, and he took four or five steps and done it again. Donnie, I mean, I'm about to tell you, and, it, it's because of the shine. And uh, I said, uh, I said, come on, we're going to the hospital. Because I, I didn't know him or yeah. anything else. And we actually had a steel set up. We was running at the party. <laughs> now, people are drinking it straight off the, uh, off the steel after you had it running? Now, I, come to find out, I think he was eating mushrooms or something like uh, that. That's, that's not good right there. Yeah. You can't be mixing shine and other stuff yeah. together. But I didn't know him either, so. Well, heck. So your steels you make, um, mm -hmm. you know, they're all different sizes, um, and you're, you are sending them out to people. And we talked about that. So it's not illegal to own a, a steel. Not in Kentucky. Uh, every state has different laws. But in Kentucky, you could own one. Yeah. You just can't use it. I think in North Carolina, you can own one if it has a hole in it. Oh, and that's why the revenueers used to shoot holes in them. <laughs> well, they used to shoot holes in them where you can't use them anymore. But. Well, couldn't you just plug the holes? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's common sense. I'd be like, I got to plug that hole up. Right. <laughs> but in Kentucky, you can own a steel because you can steal your own water. Huh. Uh, now, where are you getting your water at to, to temper or proof down your whiskey? There's there's a, a spring on the side of the mountain down here. That's where I get mine. It's all limestone. And it's some of the best water that I've found anywhere. It's just a pipe sticking out the side of the mountain mm -hmm. um, with water shooting out, it's right? It's been there for years and years and years. Yeah, on the way here, we we passed that thing, and yeah. um, we've seen wells or springs like that where people will find a, a natural spring, and they'll stick a pipe in water, especially up in Michigan. Um, there's a lot of them up there, and people still use them just today for drinking water. Right, right. And I knew that thing in Kentucky, actually on our road that we live on, at the end of our road, um, Right at the, I guess, where the city starts, uh, there's a big place where a big truck can pull up to and buy water. Yeah. They pull yeah. that valve and it fills up the truck and then they take it back. And people actually have still have cisterns here in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we were buying houses, we were looking for buy a house. We found a house and it had a cistern. And we were like, what, is, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> cistern. Those are still used today, but people still use them. People still put yeah. them in stuff. So you can, you can go back, what, 10 years ago, and most people around here didn't have running water. But well, they had running water. You had to run over the hill and get it. <laughs> you run, run over the hill and walk back, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually where you grew up. Is right on the side of this mountain, right yeah, here. Yeah, in the holler, right in behind us here. And what's the holler called? Well, it used to be called Powder Mill. Supposedly, they made gunpowder down there in some of those caves during during the Battle of New Orleans. Really? That's where the gunpowder came from. Huh. Uh, but but it's called Benton Road now. That's where my mom and dad still live. And what do you call this? Hill now you you had a name for it. It's this is called Old Landing, Kentucky. Old Landing, Kentucky. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's definitely beautiful drive out here, and you know, um, I was teasing about the banjos playing and stuff, but I didn't hear none of that. 
<clears throat> but uh, I did smell whiskey when I drove up. I, yeah. I got a, a quite the sniffer on me. Yeah, and uh, I was lash over the hill. Oh, I <laughs> smelling something. I smelling that. But I, so I, in the in the break, uh, I brought two bottles of bourbon in here. And I want you to shake each one of them for me. I don't want you to look at the proof on there. Okay. I want you to tell me what it is. I don't know. I'll try. I'm used to a jar. That's not real high proof. Well, it's staying a long time. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 120 proof. Good Lord, give me that thing back. What is it? 96 proof. Oh, okay. And that's a weeded bourbon. It's, and it might be hard see, inside that. Normally, normally, it's got a little thing in here. Normally 100 proof, when you shake it, it'll make a one little bridge. But this is just all over the place. See, that's done. But in a jar, it won't do that. So I got to see what you say off that big bottle Let's right see there. What here. I can't. Most bourbon is, you know, 70 proof to 100. Mm-hmm. Proof, but I can't tell. I did bring it, the most two awkward bottles in here. Yeah, yeah. It's got a deal pin hit too. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. What I brought him was a redemption and an iron root bottle. Yeah. It's it's bound to be about the same, I'd say. That's a little bit more. Yeah. That's a hundred and seven. Yeah. Hundred and seven. That's some cast but, strength. But see how it's got the dip in the mm-hmm. bottle? You can't tell. But if you shake it and it makes a little bridge, it connects from one side to the other, it's 100 proof. And that's how you tell if you you can look, if it makes a ridge on it and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people see people do that and yeah. wonder how, what they're looking at or how many. I was like, there ain't no way they're counting on them damn bubbles. No. Yeah. No. I think there's. So the quicker it flashes away, the higher the proof is, too. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, what is it called when people grab them sticks and they're looking for water? Oh, Yeah. Um, I don't remember water, water witching. Water witching. Uh, I, I I don't. I've seen people do I, it. I've done it with the pop bottle and coat hangers before. Really? Yeah. I've seen somebody do that before. Yeah, you can find um, a water line. Yeah, I've seen people do it before. I don't know how it works or anything like that. But um, now is that proof down right there? Well, that's brandy there. I don't know what this is. So you make brandy too? My buddy, of mine did. Okay, that's not. Yeah, that, that should be a hundred proof. And what Donnie is doing, he's shaking a mason jar full of, uh, I guess, his brandy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pineapple there. Pineapple brandy. Yeah, and that sounds good. Seems like that so I, good in Hawaii. I didn't like it at first, <laughs> but it changes. That's the thing about brandy; as it ages, it changes. Huh. Even the clear. Well, I tell you what, it, you guys definitely have it going on here. Um, so, in the future, what's going on with you guys? Um, Right now, technically, you're making legal whiskey, right? Right, right. And you're selling it, but uh, we, the plans, we sell jars, whatever's in it, we give away. You sell the jar, yeah. the mason jar, yeah, the yeah. antique jars. That's hey, that sounds good to me. I mean, <laughs> common sense, right? Yeah, whatever comes in, it's whatever's free. in is free. Yeah. yeah, hey, expensive mason jar. Yeah, they're hard to find too, so that's <laughs> prices going up. Well, I know we. <laughs> We, uh, my wife cans a lot. We had to drive all the way up to Amish place to to buy can cans or uh, mason jars because we needed some more. And usually we'd just run out to Rule King, but they were sold out. And right. we ask around, "Well, hey, where can we get those?" And you know, if you go to Rule King, you can get a whole bunch of sugar and mm-hmm. stuff oh, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So, what's the future look like for you guys? Well, we're actually working on a legal label. Uh, we should have it out hopefully by this spring. Uh, but I don't want to give too many details away till it happens. Seems like it's bad luck if I say something before it happens. So you don't have a name for it, or is it just gonna is it gonna say Beattyville Hillbillies on it? Probably. And you yeah. think it'll be just sold in the state of Kentucky? Uh, you know, well now you can ship worldwide. I think they they just changed the law on that. Okay. But we want to keep it unique to where we're from in this area if we can. And is, it, and is that going to be a rye whiskey? Yes. It will be? Yeah. So you, our listeners out there, you think by this time next year um, or at the end of this year, maybe you'll have something? Yes. Out yeah. there? Yeah. They can look for the Beattyville Hillbillies, mm-hmm. uh, true moonshine. I, I'll tell you what, folks, if you're listening to us and you want some moonshine um, and you can wait that year, I tell you. 
Donnie and Teresa are the real deal. Um, they're making their own shine, and, and you're going to make it, right? You're not going to yes. contract it out or no, anything like that. They're actually going to let me come into the distillery and make it. Okay. That, so that me, that's – That that's way I can control the ingredients, water, control it all. In a, whole, in a bigger batch. Right. You'd be a super cook. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I always <laughs> – I, you know, master distillers to me, they're they're kind of cooks, you know, and yeah. they got their own recipes and they know what they're doing and they don't know how to cook their mash off. And I guess you could you could burn it like a cake, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can scorch it if you don't strain it. Can you taste if you've have you made I, bad bad batches before? Oh well, Lord, yeah. But I can walk in a distillery and look at their steels and tell you if the whiskey's any good before I ever taste it. Really? Yeah. In every distillery. Every distillery. Good Lord. Some of them things are pretty complicated. Yeah, yeah. A lot of complicated piping going on. Yep. Could you taste their beer and and, and uh, their mash? Could you taste that and think, hey, something's wrong with this? No, I don't know about that. Uh, I, but I can definitely do it by looking at the steels. Really? Yeah. A lot of them use their own kind of steel. Hmm. <laughs> I got to hear that. So why do you say it's the wrong kind of steel? Well, a lot of the, especially the new distilleries, they have these column steels. And mm-hmm. all they, they strip all the flavor. They strip everything. It just makes neutral grain whiskey. Just making kind of vodka. Vodka is all it is. Really? Like they do in Tennessee, and they called it moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> Can we bleep that out? <laughs> Well, that's the truth. <laughs> so by this time next year, you guys will be legal. You'll be, um, yeah, hopefully having your own distillery or your home whiskey uh, label and stuff. What kind of bottle or jar are you going to sell it in? We haven't decided that yet. You haven't decided, Mm-mm. man. I tell you, that's marketing to me is everything, and the labels everything, and yeah. right. Um, sometimes we you see a, some ugly labels out there. Yeah, we have a couple made up, but we haven't decided. We're tweaking a design right now that we done about a year ago. Donnie and I have tried our very best um, to go legal. Uh, we've talked to several distilleries. We met for an entire year with a board and tried to develop an Appalachian moonshine trail that would go through all of Appalachia. And some things happened with people higher up, of course, than we were, and it fell through. And that was kind of disheartening. So, you know, then COVID happened and there was a delay with that. And thankfully, we hadn't opened a distillery because if we had opened a distillery here, I don't think it could have survived. Yeah. You know, no tourism coming to the town, nobody coming here. I mean, we we would have had to pretty much shut down. So I guess everything does happen for a reason. And this opportunity come up with... A good friend of ours who already has a distillery and going to open up one close to here where we live. And Donnie's, you know, going to make a steal for him. And we're looking to get a label approved with them. They've agreed to to do a label with us. So well, that's, that's, a, that's a start. You know, you got to start mm-hmm. yeah. somewhere. And, um, and and what's good is we can control it. You know, and yeah. It's going to be real. It's not going to be. I always say that... Um, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam weren't always the largest distilleries in the world. They yeah. they started somewhere. The dance, I think, started in they said in a log steel. Right, right. Um, so everybody yeah. starts somewhere. Even you know. Jim Beam started with a steel about the size of this one. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't just it's not a gigantic operation. They they are giants today. Yeah, yeah they're um, huge. Yeah. Um, by the late eighteen hundreds, you had places like uh, E. H. Taylor just producing mass amounts of whiskey, but everybody had to start with something like you're starting with now and you got a dream. That's an American dream. I'd say until you're legal though, you know, listeners, um, I'll tell you how to get here. Okay. This is how you get here. <laughs> you cross the Creek, you drive down a gavel road, uh, through the woods, and then you climb a hill over, over hill. the rocks. Um, and around, around the fourth tree, you'll find them. Um, it's a big tree. It's an oak tree. Can't miss um, it. Can't miss it. Um, just smell the shine and uh, hear a little music playing. Um, and you come get some Donnie and Teresa's moonshine. Well, guys, where can we find you on social media? We have a Facebook page called Moonshiners Donnie and Teresa, the Baitable Hillbillies. So we are on social media. And we both have personal accounts, but we direct everybody to the Moonshiners page because we're on there pretty regular. If you send a message, we're going to get it right away. So make sure you get on there. Give them a like. Uh, no Instagram? We don't have Well, we have an Instagram, but we don't use it very often. What's your Instagram? 
Moonshiners Donnie and Teresa. Moonshiners Donnie and Teresa. Hit them up. Follow them. Um, I've, I've got another page called Ask a Hillbilly Anything. Ask a Hillbilly Anything? What's that about? Uh, well, used to people would send me questions in, and, and I'd take a drink of whiskey and answer the question, but I had to quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was he going blind? Uh, no, I was... Drinking too much. <laughs> and I don't really don't drink. I don't drink that much. But it was getting, it, out, of, it was getting out of hand. Yeah, it was. Well, so don't send your questions to, <laughs> to that page. Oh, well, I might answer them. You never know. <laughs> but, it, but on there, it's a lot of just funny things and anything moonshine related and hillbilly related. Well, everybody check it out. Uh, Donnie and Teresa, I can't thank you enough for uh, letting me and my wife come up well, here. You're welcome anytime. Um, up here on the mountaintop um, and um, trying your whiskey. I much appreciate it. Even your flavored whiskey um, is, is damn good right there. Both of them were just amazing and stuff. And I think you're a true artist and a craftsman. Um, not only just with a whiskey, but damn, making these steals are just I'm telling you, people, the, some amazing work he's doing in here. Super beautiful. You guys have been great. Um, so if you're listening to us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We have a private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies. You want to get on there? We're about 1,400 strong right now. Um, the things we don't tolerate in there is we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. Um, we don't talk about social issues. You got to answer three questions to get in. Are you 21? Do you like bourbon? Damn, doesn't everybody like bourbon? Um, and, <laughs> and do you agree to play nice? Um, so that means, um, as we always say, we don't tolerate rating of rudeness. Our moderators, they'll, they'll go ahead and uh, just kick you on out of there um, but if you want to come into a group that has master distillers in there good folks like donnie and Teresa in there uh answering questions talking about the real way to make whiskey uh the truth about whiskey um what's your favorite whiskey is if you've just bought a bottle of jim beam and that's what you can afford then we want you to talk about it we want you to tell the world about it um nobody's gonna give you a hard time we also have a website you want to check that out the bourbonroad.com we have our swag on there you can find our whiskey glasses you can find our bourbon bullshit t-shirt on there um 25 plus shipping and handling or if you want to pick it up local from us you can go ahead and forgo that shipping um we got shirts all the way up to 5x now Check us out. Um, we want everybody wearing one of those shirts. If you do buy one of those shirts or buy one of those whiskey glasses, please take a photo of it and post it up all over social media. Um, that gets us exposure and tag to bourbonroad.com. We would really love you to do that. So if you have any ideas, you can shoot me and Jim a, uh, a email at team or info at the bourbonroad.com. If you have any ideas for shows, if you have questions of us, send us an email. We'll, we'll help you answer that. Or if you got an idea, just uh, about a new T-shirt idea. Heck, tell me. Let me know. And we do two shows a week. We do a craft distillery show on Mondays where we review a whiskey. And then we do an hour-long show like the show today with Donnie and Teresa where we bring a guest on. We talk to them. We drink their whiskey. Or we'll drink some of our whiskey. Um, just, just sit down and shoot the bull with them. Um, you can find me at one big chief. You can find Jim at J Santa 63 and we'll see you on down the bourbon road. Mm-hmm.